The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. I'm on with fried up chips, and we ride up on, eat on Friday Hello, everybody, and good morning. Welcome to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And we are here, and it is a very exciting weekend. Is it? Oh, yes. Lots of things happening. The Popra's in town. The Popra. Popra. Uh, Popra Winfrey. Yeah, she and Tina Faber down on Nicollet Mall and uh, hanging Throwing out. the hat at the Mary Tyler Moore statue. Yep, and I thought the best part about it, of course, was the dude who walked by in short sleeves <laughs> in behind them in 15 degree weather. Okay, that is the best. Yeah, I was like, hey, dude. How's you know what my other favorite part was? So they went down to the Stone Arch Bridge to talk to some ladies who were running. As okay. a lady runner, I like I loved that. You know, you're out there with your crew, and then you run into Oprah and Tina Fey. That's pretty amazing, right? My also favorite, and there's no way they could have planned this, but um, there's a picture, and it's on my Twitter feed at Stephanie's Dish of uh, Tina Fey and Oprah. They're like talking in the city, right? And somehow a, a bus goes by that has the giant Chris Lindahl on the back. And it looks like Chris Lindahl's outstretched arms, like one is heading towards Oprah, one is heading towards Tina Fey. Like, he couldn't have paid right. for that kind of publicity. Right. seriously. And it's just amazing. So good for Chris Lindahl for being on it. Gosh. Yeah, I know. It was just like, wow, Chris Lindahl's really everywhere. Mm. Kind of funny. I know. I know. Um, did, I mean, like, do you know anybody who's going tonight? I feel like I have a oh, couple yeah. friends who are like, going. I feel like my whole tribe's going. Oh. I had a ticket, but I couldn't go because A, the show, and B... Because um, it's now? It's starting now, and it goes all day. So I could have gone, like, for half of it, but I'm going out of town tomorrow, and I have to pack. And I just felt like it'd be better for someone to use the ticket that could use the whole day. Okay. And I love Oprah. I do. I wish she would run for president. I'm a little sad she's not. I definitely do not want her to run for president. I know, but I do. Because that's the same as getting somebody else from <laughs> a TV show. It's it, just it, one thing and it's just it's out of the frying pan. One problem for another. The fire. That's I basically feel like, what that yeah, is. I, I, I think I would vote for her, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, how was your week? Good. 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 Do yeah. you eat a lot? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't log in to find out if I eat a lot. Um, <laughs> can't you look at the gram? No, I can't. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, ran around and did the things. It's kind of that first week back. Yes. Full formal week back and everybody's sort of doing their things. I did get to Marvel Bar and try their dry cocktails. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, or I don't know, do we call them cocktails even? I don't know. Mocktails, I think. Yeah, but I mean, even then, it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like they're more than that because I feel like mocktails tend to be like, this is a non-boozy pina colada or something like that. And I I thought that they did a really great job um, of offering, so the whole idea is that Marvel Bar, which is the bar underneath Bachelor Farmer, you know, one of the city's leading cocktail bars uh, has decided that for their next experimentation series, they're going to go dry. And they're not going to be dry. The entire bar is not dry. They're just offering a menu of dry, you know, cocktails or drinks. And so, so non-intoxicants is what they're focusing right. on. So I thought that you made up that word. I know. No. 
I didn't. I like it. Yeah. They moved uh, They moved everything off the back bar as far as like liquor bottles, but there's still bottles there that are just labeled differently, you know, and, and I don't know. It was interesting. It was it was good. Like the pickleback, they've had that forever, and it's kind of a fizzy dill pickly thing. It's lovely. It's one of my favorite actual like sippers, but um, they had a couple things. They had something called the Agatha, which is a... Uh, which was like a, it was like trying to be wine is what I felt like. And it was earthy and it was a red sort of rich look, you know, and it had like, uh, huh. I don't know if it had beet juice. It was kind of savory, but it was, it was nice. I just don't think it was a little thick and a little too sweet for me. Okay. And that's what I worry about with non-alcoholic drinks is that they tend to go sweet in order to kind of give you that experience of alcohol. Sweet or sour. Yeah, and I just, I'd rather have sour, and I did have a grapefruit one, but it's, you know, it's a little bit, it doesn't have the richness that the alcohol is what, you know, gives to it. That viscosity, I think, usually. Um, I love that word. You what? I love that word. Do you? Viscous. Viscosity. Viscosity. But I think it was a good effort, and I think that there were tons of people there who were, you know, I ran into a woman who came, who came over and said hi, and she was a super fan, and she was like, yeah, my girls and I are hanging out. We're going to, you know, we don't have a place where we can, like, all go hang out that's got not, you know, that, that for non-drinkers. Yeah. But I was thinking about that, and isn't that, I mean... Here's the deal. Sitting at the bar, my friend and I were having non-alcoholic drinks, but other people around us were drinking. Like, they handed us both menus. What difference is that from any bar? Like, Spoon and Stable has a huge array of great non-alcoholic drinks, too. That's when that I doesn't did, make it a dry bar. No, when I did my um, mocktail segment on Jason, I, I made sure to say, like, really, any good bar worth their salt, if you go up to the bar and say, I'm not drinking, I'd like a mocktail, these are the flavor profiles I kind of like, can you make me something? They're all going to be like, sure, yeah, right. of course. Yeah. You don't just have to have Pepsi. No, and and I think that there's and again, it's like we and we said something on the show about this necessarily that you go to the pros. The pros are the ones who are going to do the best job. But I do think it was it's a it's a good shtick. I mean, they sure. they've got a good and there are people who are looking for that intentional moment of like we are coming and we're not drinking. It's kind of like though when people want to know where to go for paleo eat food. And you're like, um, well, anywhere, everywhere, yeah. Like so you just it's have sort to of like eat that. Your way yes. there, yeah. I don't. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I felt like in the dry January thing. I feel like it's already. I mean, people. I and you guys know. I mean, I know there's people who probably get very mad at me because I feel like I treat it lightly, and I don't. I really don't. I had a dry drink. I didn't know like a whole drink at. at um, at uh, Travail last night too, just sort of trying to make sure that that's what's happening and people are doing these things. And it's, it's interesting and it's good. And I think that you have more options now than you ever had. And I also don't think, I also think it's funny to think that you can't go out because you've always been able to go out. Pregnant women have been going out, you yes. know, with their friends and not drinking for a long, long time. So don't feel that you have to be shut in. You never, ever do ever. Yeah. No, because there are lots and lots and lots of options for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk quickly about some of the closings that are happening sure. in town because I feel like I want to get that. I, I had somebody who, of course, the eventual question of ha- which happens, which is like, oh, my God, what's happening? Are we are we losing everything? Right. And the thing I want to caution everybody is, no, you're not. But it is the season of closings. Um, and that just means that after a holiday season and trying really hard to get as much, you know, holiday dollars as they possibly can, some restaurants just can't hold on, or maybe their leases are up and they've decided, you know, last year we did the tally and we're down 600,000. We can't do this. Yep. So there's a lot of that happening. Um, and some of it like city works like this huge, 
you know, place in downtown just never measured up. And they're a national company with nine other locations. And so if this was underperforming and it was on the whole, there was having they were having a problem. Of course, they're going to close it. They're not going to try to do anything differently. And that's in the uh, Mayo Clinic building on the corner there on Blocky. Yeah. Like maybe should we just decide that's not a restaurant spot? Like it's the 12th restaurant, I think, to go in there that's opened and closed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What's the deal? They've, but they, you know, they were the first, no, they were, were they the first ones after the Mayo redid everything? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they were after the whole thing. We had the dueling piano bar. Oh God, there was GameWorks was in there at one point. So, but those were in the old iteration of it. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if that was necessarily it. I will tell you that I had no, I was not shiny on CityWorks. Uh, John Garland and I from the Growler got like food poisoning at their preview. And I thought that was not smart, you know? (laughs) So it was hard for me to go back there. That's funny. Yeah. But, you know, places like Blackbird Cafe, that's the other one that happened Mm -hmm. this week that everybody was kind of up in arms about. 14 years. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't the original owners either. That's the other thing is like, we tend to say sort of apply this. They closed after 14 years. Well, technically, those owners, first of all, they moved, you know, to a second location. So that's almost a second version Stuart of Stuart Woodman restaurant. originally started it, right? No. Didn't he? Nope. This Who was, was the original. They, they were, it was, I can't remember their okay. names. I don't want to give the wrong ones, but they were in the same uh, areas yeah. and they moved to Kingfield. So, uh, and then, um, and then they had been there successfully for a long time, but they, the original owners sold to this new uh, couple about a year and a half ago. And in the industry, we'd heard rumors that they were going to change the name, they were going to change the concept, and they never did. And I think they felt like, well, maybe we'll just run it as it is. But it slowly kind of didn't work, and there was a lot of challenges, you know, with road constructions and other yeah. things. And I think, and I had heard within the last couple of you know months that they had been trying to find a chef to buy in and take over. And I think they just ran out of options. So, but that's the thing is it's not because of, it wasn't like, oh, we just decided. There's a lot that goes into those decisions Well, and Big Daddy's closing after 30 years. But to be fair, Big Daddy moves and closes and moves and closes and has. Well, and they, again, are not the original owners anymore. Okay. So this is a whole new set of owners, same recipes, same stuff. But, you know, the original owners aren't part of the equation anymore. So it's like, is it the same restaurant? I don't know. That's a good question. Are you hearing rumblings of some biggies that are going to go out in the first quarter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not done. We're not done. And I don't and I don't mean to say that, you know, and of course, it's not my place to put anything out there until people say it's out there. But there's there's a lot of reinvention too. people are hoping to like close down and reopen the Betty Dangerous thing. I'm not really 100 percent sure that they're going to reopen as the same or, you know, the idea of taking three months off. Uh, you know, you still have rent most places. So it's not like it, everyone can do that. Cause someone was like, let's just, they, people should do that in Minnesota. I'm like, well, by the way, we still want to go out in January. And how about your employees? Like right. Leslie can maybe rotate with her other concepts to keep those employers working or right. employees working, but it takes a lot of time, energy and effort to hire and train employees. Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a good idea. I know that Ike's closed down for two weeks, but that's just, that wasn't like a, we're cold. Someone said that they're like, it's this new trend of closing in the cold weather. And, like they were just closing for renovations and stuff. So. Yeah. And it's only two weeks. I love Ike's. And in fact, when they announced they were closing, I was like, oh, that's a place I haven't been to in a while that I love. I have mixed feelings about Ike's. I'll be honest with it you. It was great when it opened. It kind of had some rough patches, but yeah. I think it's been I've had better. ups and downs mm-hmm. there, but I'm not mad at them.
So there's that. Uh, the last one I want to talk about, the Caribbean Smokehouse, which I thought was sad. Yeah, is, really sad. Is the one that uh, closed in Stillwater and the old Smalley spot. So I loved their wings. Know, sad. And their crab cakes. All right, here we go. Okay, we're going to continue on talking about food, restaurants, and all of the things. And I have a very funny top two in hour two, I think, for Stephanie March when we come back. Good morning and welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. Stephanie, I have a little bit of kind of a random rant on a couple different subjects today. Well, okay, let's dial that in. First of all, I'm just going to make like a global statement and say eating in Uptown is sad. Okay. What sadness is happening to Uptown? I went to... This is... (laughs) I, I went to a movie at the Lagoon Movie Theater last night. Okay. I saw the movie 1917, which I really liked. Good. I liked it more than my husband who loves war movies, which is interesting. Really? Yes, because it's more of a personal solo journey of this guy trying to deliver this message and the trials and tribulations of his experience. Yeah. It's not like the platoon or, you know, the, the army group and them experiencing all this stuff together and the brotherhood and the camaraderie. It's much more silent than that. Oh, okay. Which really appealed to me. Right. So I thought that was interesting that we went to a war movie and I liked it. And he was like, yeah, it was great. It was fine. But I really thought it was interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So we're going to the, we're going to uptown and you're going to the lagoon theater and we're like, well, we'll find somewhere to eat around there or not. In that corner is like the poorhouse. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not a drinker. I remember that was like big in um, the North Loop or the warehouse district in the day. This is how old I am. Then it was like, well, let's meet at this place called the Fremont. Okay. We walk into this place. It was the most soulless, shiny, like gray, gray, fake wood floors and fake booths. That were like C's, you know, so you have to like slide in with your buddies. It was so loud. Everything was like TVs, TVs, two for ones. Like I just was like looking around and I'm like, who's even in here? Are they, do they have food? I don't know. It was like 20 people that were all in like groups of millennial folks that probably live in the neighborhood and they were just getting loud and wasted. And this was six o'clock. So I was like, ooh, I don't even know if they have food here. This doesn't feel good. So then we go to... So you didn't stay? You didn't even no, stay? Okay. It no. It just felt like, okay. oh, this is just a disaster. Like, maybe you could sit at the bar and get a drink. I don't know. Then there was the pierogi place that I can't remember the name of it that's next door that was kind of dark, kind of red. It looked like there was at least, like, service in there and someone was waiting on tables. Yeah. So that was fine. Thought about that. But then I was like, oh, origami over there. Okay. Like origami a lot. Think they have good sushi. Went and sat at the bar. And this is, you know, 4.45 on a Friday night where we're directly across from a movie theater. So you'd think that there's... 4.45, though? Well, we sat down at 5. Okay. The movie was at 7. Okay. Actually, we sat down at 5.30. We left my house at like 4.45. Anyway, so I felt sorry for this one bartender. Mm-hmm. And the place was kind of busy. Oh, yeah. And then as the night's going on from when we sat down, the first thing he said was... I'm super busy. It's going to take me a minute. So like, okay, I get that. And we're all hospitality people. He just, he was running like the entire night. Like he could barely give us the hot towel because he was so busy and so running. So I felt a little bad that he was like alone on a Friday night 
right across from the busy movie theater in the middle of Uptown, but I was like, I don't go to Uptown enough to really understand what's happening here. I just felt like... But that's, s- a ca- that's a case where that maybe like somebody called in sick and yeah, couldn't potentially. get anybody. And we did, and the food was great. Yeah, Origami does a great job. But I just was like looking around like... This is so weird. But this is not new. I guess I'm perplexed why you would think that you were going to find some great restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. Because I've always thought of Uptown as a place where it was a walking place, a place where you were going to get lots of different concepts. But I, I don't know. It just felt like But it hasn't that, been that for years. I guess I that's my thing for years. Like, it's sort of like, this is not shocking because it's the growing of Uptown has been happening yes. since Stella's launched the first roof deck. I think the growing of Uptown, though, got then taken over by the apartmentifying of Uptown, right? All the big fancy apartment buildings with the slick restaurants on the first floor. Yeah, but in the same time, I mean, Uptown has always been about apartments. I mean, like, it's never been one, you know, it's an evolving neighborhood because of the fact that people move in and they move out. They move in, they move out. They move in, they move out. Yeah, so it's never going to be this, like... You know, it's never going to have one flavor and then evolve with that flavor. It's always going to be a changing spot. All right. Well, we'll wrap up the segment by saying. Well, I just think that it's interesting. Don't you think that like you didn't go to Fig and Farrah? I know. And I just was going to say that was going to be my wrap up statement was next time you go to Uptown, just go to Fig and Farrah. Save yourself the time, the trouble, the angst. Well, and I don't know if there are any. I mean, they've had a lot of changes, too. I just don't know how that all works out. You know what I mean? But I I mean, as far as like the dining space, I would have if that. I would have said that, but then what's more interesting is two things is that that's where Ann Kim is opening. I know. And, and I'm so excited about that. That's going to be great. But also you also have Lake and Irving down the way and you have I like Cafe Lake Barbette. You could have gone to, but that's kind of around the corner and not it's too really, far for you. Yeah. If it's a cold night, like, and you're going to the movie theater, you're not going to walk six blocks. Okay. But I do like all of those places yeah. just to be fair. Well, and I just, that's the thing is I don't want to, you know, I mean, it is a neighborhood and there are restaurants there who are looking for support. And so if you're in the neighborhood and you want to give somebody some support, that would be, but I mean, origami was a great choice too, I think. Okay, so that's my rant. But I on do Uptown. agree that it is. I just like can't we more, do better? It's especially on a Friday night. It's more, you know, it's more bars now than it is actual restaurants. Where it used to be restaurants and then a few bars, kind of a thing, and some like iconic quiet bars. And now it's like bro bars. And I felt like I was in like some weird soulless place, like San Antonio, right outside the convention center. You know what I mean? Oh. Like weird art installations, and yet nobody around. Oh, I don't know that just area. Kind of so. weird. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Uh, second thing I'm a little sad about is the Eel Pout Festival. Yeah. This is... Have you gone up? No. <laughs> but I like that we have a state that has an Eel Pout Festival in Walker, Minnesota. I feel like a lot of these cool festivals, like art shanties, and we're really having to reinvent some of these things in order to keep them alive, and yeah. I would like this to be kept alive. Apparently, garbage security... All of those things that come with the festival became too onerous for them to continue on. I know there are people that are trying to gather and figure out how to bring this back in more grassroots way. But I just was like, wow, we can't even have an eel pop festival. That's kind of sad. Well, I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that because I haven't really looked into it other than... Uh, I never, I mean, like I went one time by accident, you know, coming back from a friend's cabin, you know, that was the thing. We were all like, Hey, there's this thing. We're like, let's go check it out. And it was very, very cool. But again, it's like, that's a thing. And I do think it's a cool, it's been a cool part of our, you know, the fabric and the culture, especially when we consider 
you know, we want things in the north in the wintertime to happen because yes. to, to distract us from the right now. Yes, but absolutely. I do think it's funny that all a lot of our festivals have they have to change, they have to figure something out and evolve for the, the because the sponsorship days, model, all just, that stuff. It's different. People don't just want to put their logo on something; they yeah. want activations and more interactivity. And so things have to, yeah, things Evolve. have to change. So there you go. Okay. That was my sad little... Okay, there's your two ranty rants. My sad little rant, which I realize isn't super fun, but there you go. There you go. Uh, we have a great show coming up, though. We've got some fun. In- Hi, Dishers. You've heard me talk about my bone broth that I make each week with my chicken and veggie scraps, but I also add chicken protein from the supplement aisle when I make the broth that I drink. This is Stephanie Hansen, and I also get matcha packets at the co-op, flaxseed oil, and vanilla whey protein that I stir into my coffee in the morning. And right now, you get 25% off supplements at Lakewinds Co-op during their supplement sale, January 18th and 19th. At Lakewinds, they want to support your health and wellness in the new year, and the co-op evaluates everything that comes into their doors, including the supplements. So their product standards require that the supplements have no artificial colors or flavors or sweeteners and no growth hormones. And the staff there is excellent. If you need help on something, they can help get your health and wellness on track. Just tell them what you need as you're looking for new products. And when you shop at Lakewinds, you guys know membership is required. Everyone's welcome to come and shop at the co-op. And if you don't live or work near a Lakewinds, you can find the co-op that's nearest you and that you can love as much as I love Lakewinds. There's Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and now they have delivery from Instacart. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. You know what? Today is... What? Game day. Skull! <laughs> I wish we had like a, a, a horn Viking sounder for that. Oh. You guys, that's so annoying of us. Sorry. Uh, so today's game day. In fact, there's a couple people who were, you know, asking about like, oh, what are you guys doing for game day? I was like, oh, it's, it's game day. <laughs> I kind of am not the biggest sports ball human, you know, unless yeah. there's a reason and an event and like a celebration around it. So my husband last weekend was so ecstatic about the game on Sunday. He's not even really a sports ball person either, but he like it made his entire day. Yeah. He was so excited. He was all down. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, last week, I guess everybody was watching the game and I was at Target and it was great because nobody's at Target. And it is my favorite thing when there's a big game on to go either grocery shopping or to Target because hello. You know, I it's love just it. a good time. But I also understand that, like, I, I do love a good rally. I love a good, I love a community that comes together, even if it's around, you know, big millionaires, buttonheads. Right. <laughs> That's basically right. what it is. You know, just like baseball is millionaires running in circles. Um, so what I like about, uh, I like about football is there's always, I mean, like the football fans, as I love that they come together and they want to watch, and especially the road trips, like these big games, cause it happens yeah. once a week. So the Vikings are in San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, right now playing the 49ers this afternoon. I think kickoff is at 345. Yep. So a lot of places around town are doing great bloody Mary bars. They're kind of brunching cause it's an earlier game and not a late game. Um, and so I just thought there's a couple places I wanted to point out sure. as things, places you should go. One of them, and let's just kick off with my favorite. And I know that I say this and I know a lot of you are with me on this, but you should go to Bunny's. You should go to Bunny's in St. Louis Park because Bunny's is the best 
sportsy bar that's not a sportsy bar that's like a community neighborhood hangout and it's been there for like a million years yeah you do get a lot of neighborhood people diehards in my ex-husband's life when he when i we would hang out after like you know old fat guy hockey games and stuff it was like teams were there people were there you but it was always god it always just felt like everybody was your friend and I have met friends there who are who need to be off the grid from their city life, who don't know anybody in the suburbs. I'm like, come to Bunnies. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're going to have some popcorn. We're going to have some beer. We're going to get some wings because six wings are $2.50. So if your husband is divorcing you, come talk to me at Bunnies. We can do this together. You've become the divorced whisperer. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking over the mantle from Julia. I know. Well, and apparently last night I did put on my Twitter or on my Instagram the divorce mom's club which is just you know steph meyer and lisa <laughs> and i hanging out having beers but apparently that's a thing that enough people private message me like how do Can i join <laughs> you should so, start one i feel like i should because divorced moms need nights out yeah so i feel like maybe i'm gonna start one of those and we'll have a little gathering anyway back to vikings so um the thing about the bunnies is is that it again if you have kids they can run around and go and play in the arcades nobody cares you know, everyone is chill. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to dress down. You just, you can be yourself at Bunny's. So that's my number one place. But I did want to shout out the poorhouse. We were just talking about the one in downtown. Um, the one in downtown Minneapolis is having a huge watch party today. Okay. And there they have Tyrone Carter, I guess, who is somebody who people want to go see. He's a Viking of some sort or has been. And he's there. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> But nonetheless, they have free beer for the first quarter. <laughs> well, that's worth so mentioning. what could go wrong with that? I don't know. But here's what I like about Poor House, too. I, they have good snacky food. Like, their wings and their burgers and their, great. like, they're great. Great. I maybe will try them next time I go to Uptown to the movies. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. I think you could try Because I was looking for just, I like, was going to say, if you should have just gone across the street, happiness. sat at the bar, because you guys are not against bars like No, that. we sat at the bar at Origami. Right. So I think that that would have been a, I would have said go to Poorhouse. Someone else said Volstead's at Lake and Lindale is fun. Y- yeah. Yeah. But that's also, you have to walk and then you have to go. That's the speakeasy Around that, that you have to corner. go. Yeah. No, oh, the one that's down. The yeah. fake door. The hidden door with the red light. And that's many blocks. Yes. So, but still, if you were in the area, you could drive and park again. Um, and also there's uh blue doors over there too. You know what I mean? Over on Loon Lake. Uh-huh. So anyway. Uh so the other thing, the other place I wanted to mention was Shamrocks and on West Seven. Love Shamrocks. Shamrocks is a great place. It is a great place. It's a great bar. It's a great bar. If you bar. like that Nookie burger and you don't want to get it same, at the Nook, yeah, it's, it's the, the same. same DNA as the Nook, burger DNA as the Nook. And for my buck, they have the best big meaty wings. Like they have the giant wings that you want. If you want to make wings your meal and you don't want to plow through like 50 of them, you, they have really big, great wings. They have the kind, the wild, it's called wild, the Minnesota wild version of oh, the wing. Yeah. And it's like a dry spiced rub, but then it's got like some kind of a, sticky teriyaki thing after that oh i'm and they're real good okay i personally am against all sticky wings because i hate the looking of the things and i hate gum chewing i get it that whole i know it's yeah and it's like and that's not i mean like it's not the sound it's the personal i don't want to be covered in sticky sauce yeah i can't sit across from my mother-in-law while she eats tacos for that very reason okay because she gets covered in sauce. And just the but mine licking is a personal and the thing. hand it's not sucking. About, see, here's the thing. I'm not hating you. I'm just hating <laughs> okay, myself. I'm hating you You're hating while I'm people. watching you. Right, yeah. Okay, just to be clear on that. <laughs> and she knows, too. She's she 85. Does. She's right. like, oh, 
We're going to have tacos. Oh. You might want to sit over there because oh, she licks her fingers. It's like disgusting. Oh, God. And okay. she's very proper. So it's funny. OK, that's true. I mean, right. All right. Well, so those are my kind of like if you're going to go out and about. Do you have any other sports bars? That I, you guys go to? You know, I I say this a lot, but I like to go to Red Cow because my husband can watch the game. Right. If you have a vegan, they have an impossible burger for seven bucks on game day. I think They've everybody got the has the impossible wings. burger now. Seriously. Except some aren't good. Like well, the burger, I know it is about the cooking of it. Yeah, by the way. some people really do it well, and other people, it's like meh, meh. Um, I think they do it really well, and I the buffalo, I like their buffalo wings too. Okay, I get them with ranch instead of the sauce that I think they serve. I get them with a side of buffalo dipping because I want more sauce. Yeah, but they're good. Um, can I have a question about wings quickly, please? Like, if I say Art Song's wings, do you know what those are? I do. I do, but I'm always questioning, like, are they the real art songs wings? But what does that mean to you? It means a way that they're spiced. It's okay. the spice mix. Do you have any idea, like, who art song is, was, anything like that? He was an immigrant that came here from somewhere and made wings <laughs> over in on Dale Street in university. Am I close? Yeah, I think you're kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I kind of wanted to know. And actually, I put this out to the listeners because we do have Ask Stephanie coming up. And if you guys want to weigh in and let me know if you have any feelings or knowledge about art songs, wings, I would like to know because I think it's a weirdly pedigreed thing and only in the Twin Cities. And I think there's people who know about it and people who don't know about okay. it. And there's people like you who have a vague idea of what it might mean, but if don't I, really understand. What if I say to you, King's Wings? Oh, I know. Yeah, the King's Wings. Yeah, right? but do you? that's the same kind of thing. Right. Right, no, that I was know. a seasoning. But quite honestly, he's had more uh he's had more press than Art Song has. And I mean in like the historical thing of the king the of Uptown. Uber driver who was driving my Uber has is bringing back the spice. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. But there's been a couple articles about him, but there's not been a lot about Art Song and you can get Art Song's wings at the Eagles Club, the Eagle the VFW, the Eagle 34 Club, and you can find them in a couple other places, but I it's funny because I think especially during I think in football time we talk about wings more than we talk about. I want to know too if you're going to call in for Ask Stephanie 651-641-1071. I want to know where you go cuz I was talking to my Girlfriend, they go to some bar in East St. Paul that has $2 beers, a meat raffle, numbers that you pull at halftime. Like, it sounded so Are fun. Are you talking about for sports? Yes, okay. for sports ball. Where do you go to watch the game? That's I want to know, not just the places that have the good TVs. Like, where women well, can have fun, too, that are just there along for the ride. Not to be sexist, but totally I don't love the game. just sexist. But for me, I don't love the game okay. part. Like, so don't but, say so I women, want, say people who are just... Fine. I want just fun, like, bar that's fun to sit in while your person's watching the game and you're just, like, enjoying the scene. So do you think, though, so that... I also think, though, that most places will have... Have the game on this was a discussion we also had on twitter about the fact that there's like people like well what sports part i'm like actually you could go to anywhere yeah Crave will have it on every Piggy channel that's right has tvs you yeah. know that they're gonna have you know it on so bennett's i would, I would actually go to piggy my pizza now that we just said that and have pizza the cubano pizza okay the last thing i want to let you know before we wrap up uh is that there is i'm putting up a if you're having people to come over and we'll do more Super Bowl type recipes as we get closer yeah, to the actual sure. game. But this skillet buffalo cauliflower dip, which is gluten free and it's nut free, whatever, it's by Amanda Pa, our favorite heartbeat kitchen lady. It Stephanie Meyer made it when she came into my house over winter, and it was so delicious. Everybody could not believe how delicious it was. Like I'll if post you're it, please. if you're thinking about like 
buffalo dip, but you want like the buffalo chicken dip. The buffalo cauliflower dip is, I mean, like, I don't even care that it's just vegetables. It was delicious. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, so I'm going to post and that And then on, dip our chicken wings in it. You could totally do that. <laughs> I would be so down for that. You have no idea. It would be perfect. All right. So there you go. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, it is Ask Stephanie, so give us a call. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls on air. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Weekly Dish. We are at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show where you can call in and we'll take your calls live on the air. If you want to tell us good places to watch the game, good places for a meat raffle, good places in general, or just buffalo cauliflower dip that you love. Uh, Stacy's on the line. Hi, Stacy. How you doing? Oh, hi. Good morning. Um, this isn't really about the game, but um, my sister's coming to town, and we're going to go to the Twin Cities live show in a couple of weeks. And Fun. I was wondering what you would think. Yeah, what about um, dinner afterwards? Dinner after the Twin Cities live show, which happens to yeah. be in our very own Hubbard Broadcasting. And your sister's from out of town? Yeah, well, I'm from Hudson. She's from Rice Lake, Wisconsin. So okay, you know, do you have any away, kind but... of, any specific kind of food you're looking for? Mm, we love everything. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would say you could either scoot down University Avenue. I, if you like Thai food at all and you want to try something yeah. totally different, Ans Kitchen, which is just down University, it's not too far from us. Um, okay. I mean, that's some of the best Thai in the Twin Cities. It is a little bit, you know, it's not fancy, but it's lovely. Yeah, that's okay. I also love Tea House. Uh, which is the okay. other way towards which the U of M. Which is the, towards the U of M on University 2 on the right-hand side of the street. They have a nice bar their Chinese food, I just think, is excellent, and they have really ah. good steamed buns. Yeah, they do. Okay. So, so if so you're good. looking for that. And also, then, you yeah. might try to go to Alma, which is, you know, university towards the U of M campus, but then also towards yep. Northeast. That is yeah, such a nice little place too. to pop in. Yep. Okay. Or Cafe Biagio, which is a locally owned spot that's on university. Oh, Stephanie's thinking maybe it's closed. So Okay. Oh. Oh, bleh, stay tuned. Stay tuned, Stacy. Hopefully, we gave you some good ideas. Yeah, perfect. Thanks. And one other thing, um, Stephanie wrote to you about the um, Kit Kats from Japan. Oh, yes. Go ahead and send yeah, them in. We'll taste test them. I will, but you're going to be on vacation, right? So yeah, give me a couple weeks and in. then drop them in the mail. Okay. All right, perfect. friend. Thanks, Stacy. Okay, thank you. All right. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? You got some game day ideas for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm on air. Hey, cool. You're on air, Kevin. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Skull Vikings, Skull Nation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you guys are looking for a great place to go watch the game, uh, there's a place called Duke's Bar. It's over in Oakdale. Okay. Uh, right on, uh, I believe it's Century. And, and it, what do you love about it? Uh, just the atmosphere. The Sunday noon games, they do a really cool meat raffle there. Uh, I don't think that's going to be on today, but um, I tend to go there and just have a great time and get people into it. We sing the songs when they score, and there's... Oh, cool. A whole bunch of great atmosphere there. So. Awesome. Okay, Dukes, thanks for calling Dukes in, Kevin. Oakdale, I love it. 651-641-1071. Uh, here's a caller that used to live in St. Paul, but they moved to a different state, and she's back visiting this weekend and would like a restaurant recommendation in downtown Minneapolis. Um, I think you should go to Eastside in, in downtown Minneapolis. That's kind of my favorite spot to hit right now. Um, which is kind of over by the depot train station and the hotel over there. And I love it because you can get snacky foods. You can do a snack attack, which is, you know, you plunk down 50 bucks for two people and you get all the food delivered to you. Yeah, like, I love tons that. Tons and tons of plates. Just That's come what they call you. it a snack attack? Snack attack. Cute. Isn't Cute. that great? Yeah. Um, here's a question. Do you have any suggestions for a reasonably priced nonstick pan for mainly eggs? Trying to find a better option than my Teflon pan, but there are so many options online 
I think we've talked about this pan before that Elizabeth Reese and I both love, and it's the Scan Pan. Yep. And it is a nonstick pan, but it doesn't have that nonstick coating. I don't know what kind of, why it works, but it's non-coated it's some and <laughs> something works and your eggs come out delicious. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not one pan. to talk about it because I have Teflon pans and I'm fine with it. So. Yeah. 651-641-1071. Um, okay. So we do, oh, I got a text question about um, if you're in the Loring Park area, um, visiting a friend and she's saying that she's, uh, they want to go out for drinks. Where would you go? Loring Park area. Four Bells. Yeah. Four uh, Bells. Four Is that bells. the only place that we say anymore in that area? Well, Cafe Lurcotte you is also Lurcotte. a lovely bar. Yeah. And they do a great job. They have two on like, um, I think it's Sunday night. They have a date night where for 50 bucks you get two entrees, a dessert, and a bottle of wine. Oh. Yeah, it's really fun. We were just talking about Lurcotte the other night about how it's sort of been there for so long. And it's sort of, it's changed chefs. Adam King used to be there and now he's gone. But that uh, they, it's still like a really vibrant hopping bar scene. And delicious. Yeah. Also Eli's on Hennepin. Yeah. Um, I always, it's a neighborhood bar, but they kind of have gastro pubby food. And I feel like it's kind of cozy in there. Yeah. You know what's sad is that the Loring Kitchen, do you remember that place? Yeah, I do. It that was good. And it had just, the best patio. It was a great spot. That is an open spot. Maybe we can shout some people into that space. Maybe. Um, also, there's Lakes and Legends Brewing yep. is right over there. So if you're looking for something like a, if they're looking for like a, you know, a brewery to hang out in. And I love the fact that that space, I love the tap room at Lakes and Legends because it's open. It's huge. And they have like, you know, a fake grass area <laughs> for the dogs. So you can no for like, so you can play bags and stuff, but it's like a lawn and for the dogs. Cause there's a lot of dogs in there. Oh, are there? Which is fine. Yes, there are which a lot of dogs fine. in there, which is fine. That's fine. I just, you know, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. 651-641-1071. If you uh, have any questions, um, somebody did ask me about the burger that was on, uh, my Instagram last night, and it was from the Travail Kitchen. You know, their last residency is happening right now. It's going through February. It's Ufta. It's Karen Tomlinson. That burger is called the Iron Ranger. It's a double cheeseburger. It's got pickles. It's got top the tater on it, people. Hello. Okay, yum. Top the tater is burger. my little, like, weakness. Well, they also have walleye fingers with top the tater. They okay. also have french fries there with top the tater. Oh, wow. It is the bar menu at the Travail pop-up, this last one, Ufta, Karen Tomlinson, like I just and said. And it goes through how long? It goes through February. The, you don't have to buy tickets to sit at the bar. Yeah, Remember I that. You can just there. pop in. Top the tater. You top just the had tater, me. man. You had me at top the they tater. They got some jello shots. They got some, uh, they've got, like, they have hot toddies, and, like, they serve them in, the, like, the mugs, you know, like, and they've yeah. got big air pots from the church basement. I like a good toddy. toddy. All right. I'm going to give you some other questions that have come in here. Um, my kids are allergic to onions. Is there a substitute for onions? No. <laughs> <laughs> Garlic? Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, like, nuts is a really strange. Can I also? Okay. And I'm not doubting this person. I really am sure. not. I'm just saying that most people, when they say they're allergic to onions, they they just hate them. Or they have an intolerance and to And let me just say, you can feel free to say you hate onions and you don't want them in your stuff. That's okay, too. Okay. Don't say you have an allergy to them because, and I'm not saying this is her. I'm just saying there are people who feel like they'll somehow be less hated by the restaurants if you say it's an allergy instead of, I just don't want onions. Right. You're not because it makes them work harder 
than if they just had to take onions out, you know, because they have to make sure things aren't cross contaminated. It's it's interesting, too. Like, I like that. My husband has an intolerance to fermented fruit things like wine, like balsamic vinegars, like cider vinegars. It just goes on and on. And and I really appreciate how thoughtful people are when he says it and how they like go through the list like and they'll say, like, are you allergic and he'll be like, no, I'm not necessarily allergic, but I'll get a nervous disorder that will make me stay up for five days. Yes. And they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we should we should help you out, friend. I know, right? Someone wanted to know, they wanted to know a recipe for instant pot mac and cheese where you didn't have to boil the noodles separately. Oh, yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know that. I haven't done that in the Instant Pot. I have. And there is a recipe that we just posted on our Facebook page. And you um, make the noodles in a broth inside the pot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you put all the stuff in, you put everything together, you turn the pot on, and you just cook it for five minutes in the pot. Okay. So, yeah. So then you um, make some breadcrumbs on the stove and you put it all together, and there you go. You got a crispy, crunchy. Mac and cheese. I have to tell you that I just looked up the onion allergy just because I wanted to make sure that there, if there was something out there, there's an Indian spice called Hing, H-I-N-G, and it gives a taste very much like onion and garlic uh, because Hinduism practitioners are not allowed to eat onions and garlic. So they're saying that this... That's uh, cool. And asa fatata, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, is a part of that. Um, but then someone else was saying that they use uh, green peppers or red peppers, which oh. don't have the same flavor, but they give the same sort of weight to something. And I thought that was a smart idea, too. Sure, sure, sure. I didn't even think about that, the weight. Of, right. Um, I just want to second the wonderfulness of Four Bells, says Barb Olson, okay. who is a listener. She says, my husband and I took your advice. I'm just opening my phone here and went there for New Year's Eve and it was amazing. Yeah, I heard that they had a lot. They had a great time on New Thanks, Year's Barb. Eve. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we're talking about our friend Scott Pompu, who is the chef there now currently. And uh, is he's he, Pampupulous. He's trying to tr- he's trying different things. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cool things coming down the pike for those guys and for Loring Park in general, I believe. Yes. Uh, we have more Weekly Dish coming up with the top two in hour two. I got a funny one for Steph. And we're going to be talking to uh, the chef from Beludo on this week's Weekly Dish. We'll be right back.